I am the Grinch that stole the podcast. And I'm Grimpus. <laughs> and this is <laughs> Closet, Closet Talks. Talks. The podcast where we sit on the floor of the closet and we talk about whatever the hell we want to because it's our podcast and not yours. Uh-huh. Yep. Precisely. And it is after Christmas. We were going to do another Christmas episode and talk about like the Grinch and uh, a Christmas story and oh. Elf. I hate that fucking movie. Elf? I, I know she's everybody over- loves it, but yeah, I can't. She's overplayed. I can't. I tried, but I can't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's after Christmas and the next podcast that you will hear will Happy Hanukkah. be... Hanukkah? It's Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah. And Kwanzaa. And Kwanzaa. It is. Um, but the next podcast we will be doing will be from the Great Gatsby era of the 20s. Oh. It's oh. Not, I want to have like a raging 20s party. Like I want to have... And, you and everybody else. I know. Bro. Because I want to, I want to like, yeah, I want to do like Prohibition era 20s party. So we're just going to get shit we still have to pick up champagne from good old Trader Joe's. You gotta pick up champagne. You don't pick up. Yeah. Um, love it. Champagne. So, um, yeah, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? All I do is work. But. Same. I'm off on Wednesday, and then I'm gonna work a little bit. I'm gonna go on a cruise. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Don't ask me where it goes. I just know it goes to the Bahamas. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember where else. It goes on the water. I don't have a vacation planned for twenty twenty. Unless you consider me going with you. I haven't even officially asked. Jeez. My sister's getting married in well less than a year. You <gasps> need your brother in law. You need your hairstylist with you. I mean, you're right. <laughs> we are now white. Yes. So uh yeah, that was a choice. That hair is like Come on, there's Papa. no yellow in it at all. No. It's white white. Come on, it's Papa. not even silver anymore. It's no, white. because the last time we tried silver, it turned purple. <laughs> yeah, it turned purple. Your hair, it was just so porous, and it just soaked it right up. I was like, oh, shit, get it well, out. It also it out. got a lot lighter. Yeah. Each time we did it, so yeah. the steel color <laughs> turned into periwinkle for two days, and I yeah. wore a hat. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, let's do some booze. Okay. I have um, vodka and vodka. blackberry lemonade. Oh, cheers. I have... Um, Cake vodka because wow, that's what I have right now, and it's good with everything. It's pretty good, just makes everything different kinds of pastries. Yeah, so I put some peach, simply peach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tastes like a peach cake. All right, well, there you go. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, oh, <sighs> I don't like vodka. There, I said it. Ugh. Well, that's on you. Yeah, I mean, this flavored vodka is like diff- I do. Treat yourself. Because, like, flavored vodka is a different story because it's a lot of flavor, but, like, it's also plain a lot vodka, of sugar. Like, I know. It's terrible. But, like, you know how all the gays are like, I'll just have a vodka soda. I'm like, how do you drink that? It's gross. I'll have a gin and tonic because I'm a I'll have an old girl. fashioned. <laughs> like, oh, okay. come on, whiskey. Or you can just get Sprite with flavored vodka. That is the budget way of doing it. Oh, that things. is really good. It's like a peach cake. I know. It's crazy. Well, anyway, Anyways. I haven't been up to anything. I've just been working. But Tis the season. I did lose a friend over the last, oh. not like death. Uh, let me rephrase that. Jesus. I didn't lose a friend <laughs> as in like somebody died. I, I, I did lose a friend in the sense of like he, he messaged me something very like passive aggressive. Oh. And I was like, what? I, you know, I had maybe a couple of cocktails and I was like loose lipped. So I was like, what do you want? Like, why are you messaging me this? I hope why? you sent a video with that. What no. do, you, do you want? You put a little light bead on and be like, what do you want? No. And he was like, I just don't think that, oh, he's, he messaged me and said, bye. And I was like, what do you want? What, do, what does that mean? And he's like, we just don't talk that much anymore. And I was like, because you always invite me to a pity party. Ew. Like, why do I want to talk to you? If Ew. that's all you do is like, Bye. woe is me. Like, oh, this happened to me. I just want somebody to talk to. You want to talk? Send me a meme. That's how you get my attention. <laughs> but I was like, okay, if that's how you feel, please, okay. there's the door. Was he even your friend to begin with? No. Like, it bye. was, yeah, bye. So he, did he said it first. He did all the work for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, you invite me to your pity well, parties all the time. So. And I, I don't engage in those. I don't like to throw no. pity parties, and I, I don't, don't like, like to attend. I don't like to go to parties in general that make me uncomfortable yeah. unless there's copious amounts of uh, alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. Alcohol. Mm-hmm. And people that are good 
to just, you know, kiki with. I went to a party recently, and it's always just, I think, I'm fine once I'm finally there, but it's just the, the nerves of walking up and being like, hi, guys, I'm here, and then having to say hello to everybody. I remember going with you to a get-together. It was, like, at a restaurant. Uh-oh. And we got there, and we're, like, ready to go, and I, like, unbuckled my seatbelt, and I opened the door, and you're like, wait, 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 wait. <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just need to breathe. And I was like, bruh. It's, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's a crooked can. We're about to just go into crooked can. Bruh. It's a brewery. <laughs> I, it was unfamiliar, and I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where an escape route was. I didn't yeah. know where the bathroom was to hide in. But then in. you got in, and you said your highs to everybody, and then we had like some pineapple cider, and we were good for the night. Well, yeah, that stuff was delicious. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, you can keep me there with, with that. Plus, it also is deadly, so I should probably not have had a couple. But yeah. Here we good. are. We're still alive. But, yeah. Um, so kind of diving into our, our little show notes over here. Okay. Um, show notes. Some people hate you. Yeah, probably. Because of the way that other people love you. Ooh. Yeah. If you were, let me first preface that with, if you're everybody's friend, you're nobody's friend. Mm-hmm. Because you are doing something dirty if you think that everyone's going to like you. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works. I think uh, there's only not one how any person. of this works. I think there's only one person that I can think of off the top of my head right now Uh that everyone loves everyone that you, there's nothing you can say bad about this person. There's nothing that you could be like, Oh, he gets on my nerves. And we don't need to drop a name, but you can tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, no, but there's nobody that dislikes this person. Thanks Obama. No, his, um, he wor- he works with us and he's just so soft spoken and he'll do anything for you. It's hard to say no to him um because of how sweet he is. Interesting. If I did my impression of him, I think he would know exactly oh, who he no. is. Oh no. Oh no. Like every now and then I'll go into work and uh he he is sometimes in charge of like a restaurant and I'll just come in to say hi to people and he's like Oh hi! Oh, oh, would you like a beverage? Do you want anything to drink? Do you want, I have snacks? I'm like, oh my god, you're so sweet. There it is. <laughs> I love yeah. him so much. He's so sweet. But yeah, other than that, I can't think of anybody that's like, you know, there's two sides to every story. Well, yeah, and everyone has an opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Yeah. We were talking at work the other day. I said something about this person that I knew. I was like, yeah, he had this happened to him and this was why he reacted that way. And then somebody else was like, Oh no, no, I was in that room. This is not that there's two sides to the story. And yeah, I was like, Oh, he didn't tell me that side. (laughs) Like, of course not because he's not the victim in that situation. I was like, Oh, okay. That's the T. That's the T. In the words of Sophie Turner. (laughs) Legend. But yeah, and not everybody's going to like you. No. That's okay. So there is, certain people who when I'm at work I'm you know in the vicinity of and someone will come up and be like first of all they'll be like oh I like your hair well yeah I paid enough for it I mean (laughs) no I'm just kidding um being like oh my god I like your hair this and that and from the back of the room you hear oh not a little some little snide comment and I have gotten around to just completely ignoring it Mm -hmm. which drives them crazy Mm -hmm. Or if you acknowledge it, it uh-huh. gives them what they wanted. Or they're like, hey, I saw you were, you know, performing and you did this and I just, that was really cool and it's really, and, oh, we get it. You sound out the performer. Shut up. You had your moment. You were old and crispy. Oh. And no longer. <laughs> you was old and crispy. You look dusty. <laughs> so, like, don't, like, this is my moment. Like, you had your moment. Yeah. Let me have mine. Like, w- what do you think is going to be accomplished by you saying terrible things like that? I'm going to, I'm going to nine times out of 10, the people that are saying these things to me already don't like you because <laughs> you're a terrible person. Yeah. Especially in the role that you're doing. Like y- y- woof, woof, bro. I just, it's just, it's just distasteful and kind of disrespectful. Yeah. But then they're like, the, they can dish it, but they can't take it. No, of course not. Like, oof. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. my story. So when you hit that little tennis ball right back over the court, they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh god, what do I do? I didn't remember the situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, this I feel like it's turning into like 
a gossip over here. We're like gossiping about people at work. It, and we're not gossiping about them. No idea they are just a good are. example <laughs> of our yeah. topics of discussion, it's which true. is probably where a lot of our topics. Well, come because from. we we work with a variety of different people. There's there's something very unique about where we work. I huh. what I do for a living. Nobody, other than the people who do that job with me, can say <laughs> that they do that for a living. I you mean, know what I mean? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, I do wigs all day, every day. And the only people that can say that they do that are like people that work on Broadway or people who work on cruise ships. It's a very limited amount of people that do what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when you start like, <laughs> when you hear the things that you hear at work, you're like, I would never hear this. Any other time, if I were working in like nine to five job, you know. Can you put on some pants? That's the thing I hear often. <laughs> Can you and put you on know pants? what? And it's normal. <laughs> I ask people all the time, "Are you wearing pants?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they don't even think anything of it. It's yeah. not normal in the real world. You can't go no. to a restaurant. Are you wearing pants? Excuse me. Yeah. Are you wearing pants or shorts? Yeah. You can't it's, go in the restaurant without pants. It's very interesting, but um. It, it builds relationships with different people and um, you're kind of forced. Uh, I think that's, I think that's another reason why I uh, really enjoyed working here from such a, a young age. Cause I, I started working here when I was 18 Walt Disney world. And um, I come from a very small town with very limited amount of people who are different. And I don't just mean like homos. I mean like different <laughs> as in like, different cultural backgrounds um because where i'm from in texas it's like it's you're either one form or another of christianity there's nothing else oh and you know it's oh you're either baptist or you're catholic or you're methodist you know but there was no there's i don't even know what i'm trying to say but there's like a different you know uh, different types of people that you work with that you run into and it kind of yeah. forces you to go, okay, well, this is like changing my perspective that I didn't even really have, you know, you come to work here and you're like, oh, you're from a completely different cultural background. Tell me about it. I'm, I've always been very open to that cause I want to yeah. know. Um, but I know a lot of people aren't, um, a concern of my family's when I went overseas to Singapore was that the people in Singapore are, 99% Muslim mm-hmm. and that is something that worried my family because they're like you know we see this on the news about Muslim people and you're going into this country full of Muslim people so what is that going to do to you and I'm like nothing nothing I was like I was like I don't know what to feel because I, I don't I don't know anything about the culture yet and when I got over there I was like <laughs> I got over there and I was like, these people are so nice. Right. Like, I just wish, I just wish that people who were so intolerant of other people could do what I got to do. Go over there and live with the people and go, oh, you and I are a hundred percent the same. We want the same things. Religion is not solely what runs your life. I don't know some people it does. Some people it does. But, like, there's more to people. There's more to me than my religion. There's more to you than your religion. It's more to everyone than just the religion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it is a big thing in certain places, but not always, you know? I've always considered myself to be a spiritual person because I just don't think a religion is something... I've, I've never been religious. Um, I was kind of dragged to church (laughs) when I was a kid and then when I got to the age of uh, being able to be employed you know I was working in uh, a chicken restaurant a fried chicken restaurant and I worked in a movie store and it was like I don't mind working on Sundays because it got me out of having to go to church because I just couldn't get it because some people get it and some people are like this is this is what I this is what we do this is why we do it and I it never got me it never like I never got it, but I do have like a spiritual side, which is, I think when I, when I think about religion, I feel, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like sometimes religion sometimes can put you into a box well, right. and there are like parameters in that box. And it's like, we do this because we do this, but then 
when you step outside that and you become a more spiritual person, you're like, okay, I see a lot of different things. I see why you feel this way. And I see why mm-hmm. this person feels that way. And I go overseas and I go, okay, now I see that you, this is how you are in your religion. And I understand it, you know? Yeah. So that's always a tough conversation to have with somebody. Yeah. It's religion. I actually just had this conversation with <clears throat> a party I was interested in. I said, are you, you know, raised, raised religious at all? And he was like, well, here goes. And it was a lengthy conversation, mm-hmm. which I think if you can have that with someone, I mean, it's a, it's a big thing, too. It's going to be a doozy. Yeah. But, like, it's weird. So I was raised Catholic my entire life. Um, still am. Um, but it's weird. The way I explained it to him, I was like, with all the things that, you know, you hear in the news and this and that, like, I feel like my upbringing was very liberal. Like, I had a very accepting church, this and that. And obviously, from the beginning, I didn't realize that I was a big old mo. But, you know, even when I was, like, coming to terms with that and out, like, the kids that I went in catechism with are, like, Sunday school. Um, like, when you get to high school, you go through uh, confirmation and all that stuff. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a whole, like... Yeah, we did that. Ninth, uh, ninth grade. Um, and it's a whole, like, you go through these classes. You yep. have, like, sp- sponsors, this and that. Um, but, like, even then, like, they were kids that, like, one, none of them went to my school except for one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were people I'd grown up with since like first grade. Mm-hmm. So like it didn't, it, I felt no judgment from them and they knew. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, it was completely different than what happens other places. And I was just like, okay, you know, and then I, I came here and, you know, I found a church and there was, um, some discrepancies in the way that they, um, did things and my, uh, Yeah. And they found out I was gay and, you know, uh, calamity ensued and they were like, oh, you can no longer teach Sunday school. Anyways, that's a long story. But anyways, it's like to me, I think after that experience, religion was what I chose to believe in, not what other people told me I should be believing in. Yep. Because, I mean, you can tell me what I should think, but you're not going to tell me what I will think. Yeah. So I think having that understanding makes everything easier. It's just, Mm -hmm. you can give me all the facts and all the information, but I'm going to retain the things that I find to be true. Mm -hmm. So I remember growing up, we had this thing called, um, cause you know, like most people had like vacation Bible school Mm -hmm. when you were a teen, they did something different and it was called, um, disciple now, I think is what it was called. We had something similar. And, it would roll around every year and I, Oh my God, I tried so hard to get out of doing that because discipleship is what we call it. What it, it was like, it took place during the summer and people would, they, you would get grouped into like groups of like five or seven, maybe like a sponsor kind of thing. And then you would go stay at their house and it'd be like a slumber party. It was like a weekend long thing. Oh, we just had like nights where you would go over and you guys would have like small groups and things. No, this was like activities. It was almost like a summer camp, honestly. But it was like, it took place at like different people's houses. So like I would get matched with this person and this person and this person. And then we would all sleep in somebody else's house as like a slumber party thing. And none of them were like related to the person that was hosting this house. So that was like weird in itself. And then, like, one year, they took us to, like, this pasture out in the middle of nowhere. And they were like, we're going to have, like, a food fight. And people brought food, like, disgusting food, like, raw meat and eggs and, like, pelted people with it. And I was traumatized. It was so (laughs) gross. And people are throwing these nasty-ass things at me. And because I'm the gay kid, so they're going to gang up on the gay kid and just pelt you with whatever the hell they can get. So I got pelted with raw meat, uh, eggs, uh, soured milk, just like the most grossest thing. Who has that shit lying around? I don't know. But then, like, because you, that was, like, part of the assignment was, like, go to home and grab, like, some food out of your fridge for this food fight. And it was just disgusting. And then, of course, we're, like, disgusting after this is all over. And I'm, like, covered in disgustingness and then they added flour you know to make it stick so that was great did you get tarred and feathered yeah basically and then to clean us off they loaded us into like trailers and took us to the fucking car wash (laughs) like i can't make this up (laughs) i can't make this up 
what the hell? Yeah, and we're getting like sprayed off at the car wash. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was the most disgusting thing. And like, oh, I don't. Mean I to vowed, laugh, but what? I vowed that that I was like, I am never doing disciple now again, never again. I never and had I don't an think experience. I did. I don't I think I did. I think more. I did it in like ninth grade and then tenth grade, and I was like, nope, never again. I had a lot more docile experience with my intro to religion. It also wasn't shoved down my throat. Yeah. Which is which is helpful. <laughs> yeah. So. I just I don't understand. Like let people build relationships on their own. Yeah. Speaking of relationships, um, I found relationship advice from Will Smith. Oh this boy. is kind of like trending right now on uh the social media. <gasps> oh my gosh. It says Will Smith said, Her happiness is not my responsibility. She should be happy and I should be happy individually. And then we come together and share our happiness. Giving someone a responsibility to make you happy when you can't do it for yourself is selfish. Good gracious. Yeah. I love it. I do. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I, it's true. Like, I, why do I have to be responsible for making you happy? That, like it's not the same thing. Yeah. But there's, there's also a difference in like, I'm having a bad day and then your partner going, okay, how do I cheer you up? That's a different story. That's different. But when it's a daily struggle, like I'm always unhappy, but I only find happiness in my partner. That's not good. The thing about relationships and partnering from someone who is single, you know, the people who give the best (laughs) advice. Okay. You know what? I saw a meme on that too. And it said, why do single people always give the best relationship (gasps) advice? And it says, because coaches don't play on the team. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Oh shit! Um, oh god, now I lost. Where was I going? Oh, because the thing about relationships and being a couple is that it's partnering. Yeah, you are each singular people coming together to make a pair. Yeah, you are not the same person. <clears throat> like there are things like that you you know are gonna share in common, but you're gonna have things that you like that they don't, and they're gonna like things that you don't, and that's okay. Yeah, but like. I think not, I think expecting other people to be like, well, you need to make me happy. You need to do this. That is selfish. No, it really is. Like you said, it's um, selfish. My, my boyfriend really loves, um, analogies, um, to put things, uh, into analogies. He, he really enjoys that. So I was talking to him about this and I was like, the, what I'm looking for in a relationship is not, I was like, think of yourself as like, thread and I have my own thread and you have your own thread. I'm not trying to take your thread and make a scarf for myself. I'm trying to take my thread and your thread and put them together to make something together. Good gracious. Where the hell did you read that? I didn't. I kind of made it up. Oh God. (laughs) Drink to that shit. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, and I, I think that's what people do is they find relationships and they go, okay, I'm going to take this guy's thread and I'm going to turn him into something that he's not. And then I'm going to wear him as a piece to wear. (laughs) Like, what do you, an accessory. Didn't we just read an article about that? I don't know. In regards to insert name here. Yeah. And it was, it hit that nail right on the head. Yeah. That is exactly what you said. Being like a a psycho partner. (laughs) And like demanding things that are just like, it, it's almost borderline. Um, well, it's it it's not borderline. It is a um, we're gonna narcissist. use a, we're gonna use the pronoun they. Yeah. In this instance, so we don't give away anything. Yeah, but it's um it's a narcissist. Yeah. And unfortunately, narcissists are very often disguised as very friendly people, and they they bring you in. And they get you sucked in and then they start manipulating you. And by the time you discover that you're being manipulated, it's too late. I think the refreshing thing about this person is that, you know, I went to that party and, you know, one thing led to another and conversation started with people that I'm, you know, fairly close with. And this person's name dropped and they went, ooh, they Mm -hmm. saw right through that, that crock of BS. And it was actually really refreshing to know that I'm not crazy for yeah. thinking this person is the way that they are like yeah. other people well, that's the thing narcissists well. are always um disguised as very genuine 
and nice, friendly people. Mm-hmm. And they just suck you in and then start to manipulate the shit out of you. And sometimes it, <laughs> people can't be helped if they don't want help. Mm-hmm. So even though you, you, you try to go, Hey, this doesn't seem right. I'm just an outsider looking into your relationship, but your, my business. your partner you seems to be, you know, manipulating, manipulating you into feeling a certain way. Or, um, a lot of times it's, it's usually like hurt feelings. Like they pretend to be like hurt feeling, you know, Oh, the way you said this, it really, it really got to me. And they start to play that kind of like pitiful, like you really hurt my feelings. You hurt okay. me. Okay. Now you're playing the victim. And, but then like, if you care about this person, like the non narcissist side of this is going, Oh my God, I hurt somebody. Like, what can I do to make this better? Well, you already sucked in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fell right. F- you fell for it. Yep. Also don't be with people who are mean to wait staff in restaurants. Oh, that's a big one. Or people who don't tip. Mm-hmm. So I avoid going out because if you do good, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip you. I'm going to tip you real um, good. The first time that my boyfriend and I went out, we... What was it? Where did we go the first time? Hopefully Beaumont because... No. That place. I, I, I think I paid the first time. I paid. But then the second time when he paid... When he like got up from the table, I like double checked to see what he tipped, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's acceptable. Okay, okay, okay good. We're good." <laughs> because I wanted to know, I wanted to be like, "Is well, their that, decision did he, also did he reflects leave? on you?" Yeah, because I was like, "Did he leave like a good? Okay, he did. He left, mm. you know, more than more than eighteen percent. That's good. Right. Okay, good. Yep." <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the thing when people are rude to wait staff. You're <sighs> like, "Ooh, okay. Well, this date's over." Uh huh. Sorry, good thing I... That's why you got to, like, go on one of those dinner dates early. Mm-hmm. You know? And then also figure out how they treat um, their parents. Yeah. Because that's also a giant yeah. red flag. Um, Yeah. W- one of the dinner dates that we were on, uh, he ordered... Um, He tends to order more than he can eat because his eye is bigger than his mouth, but... All the um, time. All the yeah, time. he ordered a milkshake. Like a pineapple upside down milkshake. Oh god, it those things fill so you up good. so quickly though. Well, he ordered it, and fair. then like our appetizer came, yeah. and then our meal came, and she's like, "Oh my god, I totally forgot about your your milkshake." And you're like, "No, um, no, no, it's okay." I'll, you know, I'll go, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go put it in. He's like, "No, no, no, it's fine, it's fine." And she's like, "No, it, it, like I'll I'll have him make it for you, and it'll be like free." And he was like, "No, it's fine. Don't worry about it." And he was so nice. A he didn't he couldn't. He, he couldn't eat it. There's but no place for it to go. <laughs> There's no place for it. But then, like, yeah, he was just super sweet about it. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's good. That's a huge thing. Yeah. I just, those are people that get it. Yeah. You know? I went mm. to I went to the the deli not too long ago. The deli. The deli. And I was waiting in line. Oh, legit the deli. Okay. I was like, do you people call it from there? Okay. No, I was at the deli. <laughs> in the supermarket. I was at the deli. Um, Getting your chicken, your 11 o'clock chicken. Yep. Public stop serving chicken at 11 o'clock. Story for another day, but just know that for all you Florida people, 11 o'clock. And I'm standing in line and there, it was back when we were living in the Hamlin area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's all brand new. And there's a lot of construction going on. We acquired a new Publix people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm standing in line and right in front of me is a construction worker who is very clearly struggling to order. Because English is not his first language. It's a hard language if it's not your first. Oh man. my god, it's uh, English language is stupid. It really is. But, I'm surprised I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's like trying to order, and he's like pointing at the things that he wants. But like at Publix, it was like they have like combos. So they're like he pointed to like three pieces of chicken, and sh- she was like, "What sides do you want?" And he like shook his head, and he like he doesn't know, and she does that. <laughs> very racist thing of going what sides do you want i'm like speaking louder does not mean that he's going to get it no and so he's like panicked and just kind of like uh uh uh, um he doesn't understand so i know very little spanish but like i kind of like stepped in and i'm like trying to explain okay you ordered like the three pieces now you get two side items that go along with it. So I'm like trying hard to get him 
taken care of because I know that he's embarrassed and he's like struggling. And the person that's like taking his order is getting so frustrated with him. And she like looks at the other white lady next to me and then like looks at me like, can you believe this? And I just was like stone faced. I'm like, you're so like, that's a heart of stone. Like be patient. He doesn't understand. He's trying to order food because he's hungry. Like, it just, oh, it enraged me. It enraged me. Yeah. I hate it. It's crazy because public people are always so nice. They are, but then you run into people that are not nice. Um, there was a, there was another instance in Publix. I think I posted this on my social media last time it happened. But the, um, the guy in front of me that was paying with change, you know, people don't really pay with cash anymore, let alone change. It's dirty, it's all, you know, but I keep it with me just in case. <laughs> But he was counting out his change and he's like, the total was whatever. And he's like, here you go. And the woman is like, that's not, that's not enough. You need, you know, whatever. And he like, can't count change. He just was like, I don't, uh, uh, and he was like, was panicked. And I was just like, no, you got it. Just give her one of those. And then one of those and you'll be good. And like, I stepped up and helped out. But the lady that was like behind me was so sour puss face, just like, ugh. Like, hurry up. And I'm just like, be patient. Oh, this is why I can't go out in public, because I will not hold back. Oh, I was so I was like that. enraged. I was mad. Let Karen from, you know, the PTA come and say something to me. Yeah. I'll ask for forgiveness, not permission to yeah. say what I need to say. But, yeah, it enraged me both those times. And they were both at the same Publix, and that kind of upset me. Well, good thing we don't live in there anymore. Nope. Now we have two Publix we can go to. Well. I have two. There's three. Like right around us. Well, yeah. There's the one in Dr. Phillips, and there's one directly across the street from it. And I don't know why that happened, but there's two directly across the street from each other. Oh, yeah. And then there's the one. But one of them doesn't have a liquor store attached, so we probably should avoid that one. Yeah. I th- that's the only one. The Dr. Phillips one is the only one that has the liquor store attached. Yeah, and it's a sprightly selection of alcohol yeah, and it's decently priced too i was like oh okay. the walls just kept going back and back and i was like oh my yeah. oh no you've been um if you go next time look above the cash register there's a bottle of booze there i don't remember what kind of booze it was how but, much is it uh two thousand dollars i not in your goddamn life uh, yeah am i gonna buy a bottle of for two thousand dollars and drink 000. any of it and i asked the lady i was like do you guys actually sell those and she was like I've never seen anybody buy them except for that one over there. She's like, people will come in for like celebrations and like different things. And it was like $400. It was like a $400. I think it was Dom Perignon was the champagne, but still $400 for a bottle of champagne. When my cousin got married, his brother bought him uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah, that's one that's up there. And it is delicious. But then I watched one of my other cousins shoot it and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> yeah I was like Well I mean we were gonna go out But like Bro you don't shoot that You sit and you sip it Yeah Like You need one of those Tiny little cups A two thousand dollar bottle of booze Like what Do you not are You have no sophistication Like bruh I said something Don't worry That's a lot Yeah And I said Thank you so much For this expensive booze It was delicious And it will be great As I pee it out later <laughs> I always got to say something awkward because I don't know how to speak to people sometimes. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, something else I saw was don't cross oceans for people who wouldn't cross puddles for you. Is that good advice or is that bad advice? That is both. That I, is both I agree. Because I'm not going to give something to somebody. Well, this sounds really shady, but who's not going to benefit me. But someone who's not going to put forth an effort to you know extend the same kindness at a later time it's not asking for anything in return it's just asking for respect if that makes sense okay but at the same time you should go above and beyond for people who can and will do nothing for you because it speaks volumes to the character that you possess yeah i read i read something on the head I, i read something this morning actually that was like um oh i think i posted it on my facebook a couple of years ago and it came up in like memories and it was like, um, this homeless person on the side of the road asked this guy's dad for, you know, like money. And he gave him like $17 or whatever. And 
um, he gave him the money and the, the teenage son was like, dad, don't you know, he's going to like buy booze with that. Not the food that he said that he's hungry for. And the dad said, what did he say? He said, taking the money and buying it for something that he lied about speaks on his character. But me not giving him the money after him telling me that he's hungry speaks about my character. Correct. And I was like, whew. I gotta remember that though sometimes because <sighs> I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't have any money. Jingle, jingle, jingle. And I don't, I don't carry cash, so like, uh, that's another thing. Like, and people, you know, you run into those. I got those, you a dollar. Those, oh my <laughs> God, be quicker. Those um, homeless people that you run into every now and then they do sometimes give you an attitude when you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't carry cash. And I'm like, you know, gay, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. Well, well I actually e- don't. And even <laughs> if I did, I don't need. Yeah. That. I don't need to be persecuted for. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, I've offered to buy people like food before I was at a McDonald's one time and I was like ordering and this guy was like hungry in the parking lot asking for money, which is illegal in Florida. Um, to Noted. panhandle. Um, I gave an entire pizza um, when I was walking out of Detroit from the best pizza place in the entire world. I can't <laughs> remember what it's called, but that that dish was so deep, and he looked hungry, and I said, "Here you go." Was I hungry as hell? I was, but I probably wasn't nearly as hungry as he was. Right. So, and it felt really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, and that that's more than enough for me. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. same look on someone's face when you do something nice for them. Yeah. It's all you ever need, Have you seen those social experiments of people who like get bags of food? Film, and they, it's like they film the homeless person, and then they give them the money, and then they like follow them around like incognito to see what they do with the money. Have mm-hmm. you seen those? Yeah. The one that broke me, and I mean sobbing tears, was this. It was a. Uh, it was this. This lady, and she was hungry, and the guy came up to her and he's like, "Hey." I have $500 and I want to give it to you. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, no, 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 no. I don't need that much. And he was like, no, take it. Like you live on the street. You have nothing. You have nobody. You have no food. Like $500. Here you go. And she like takes it. And she's like so grateful. She cried. She gave him like hugs or whatever. And so they like follow her around and she like goes into a place to eat and she gets like a meal and she comes out and she eats it like on the park bench. And then she, goes and like does these little things and then she goes to a pet shelter and she adopts a pet and gets the food that that it needs and brings it out and then a couple hours pass and she goes back to the shelter and returns the animal because she doesn't feel like she can afford to keep the animal and then like she can afford to have him but like that's taking out of the the bank that she would be able to like use on other things. Mm-hmm. And so that's when they like contact, they like confronted her and they're like, we've been following you around and we saw that you returned the dog. Like, why did you do that? And she was like, I just really wanted a companion to be here with me. So I got this dog, but I just can't, aff- you know, I can't afford it. Blah, blah, blah. And so they gave her like even more money to like get her off of, you know, get her on her feet and get the dog back. They let her keep me. It was so cute. It was so sweet. Yeah, I can't I watch those. I love it though. I'm an empathetic person. I can't help it. I know. I'm a Me giver. too. But you know, you grow. That's how people grow. You live. You learn. <laughs> Side note: Did you know that Alanis Morissette has a musical? Um. Okay. So I don't like Alanis Morissette. Okay. Well, that's not that's not the question know. that I asked I you. So that. thank yeah, you. Yeah. Anyways, she's, like going on tour, jagged little pill. Yeah, that's what it, it's called, jagged little pill. And from yeah. what the like the little snippet I heard, it's beautiful. So. I just don't like her music. She just always sounds so angry. Um, you heard of Meredith Brooks? The B- only song I know from Meredith Brooks is "Bitch." Bitch. <laughs> you want to talk about? All right, we're not gonna yeah. sing here. Um, I'm just not a big fan of Alanis Morissette. I don't it's like, like it. a It's angsty. It is very angsty. Also, none of the stuff in her song is ironic. <laughs> I still can't believe. <laughs> I still can't believe that that song, um, not ironic, the other one. Um, and I'm here to remind you. That one? That's written about Dave Coulier. You ought to know. Yeah. Who? Dave Coulier. Uncle, what's his name? What's his nuts from Full House? 
the one that did the stupid fucking voices. <laughs> she was like with him and he cheated on her. And she oh, wrote she that was, song about him. She was him. Taylor Swift before Taylor Swift <laughs> existed. Has no one ever addressed that? God. I don't know, but yeah. Fuck. The more you know, man. I do like that song when it's performed by Beyonce. Have you seen that mashup? No. Girl. It was on it was on one of her um uh live albums when she did like her tour. And it was mixed. It was like she started with if I were a boy and she sang if I were a boy and then went into cuz I'm here to remind and everyone's like and then went right back into if I were a boy. I was like, "Okay, that was kind of cool." Okay. And she sang it really well, of course. I love a good mashup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce did the same thing as Taylor Swift. She wrote Lemonade about her cheating husband and stayed with him like a clown. <laughs> but <laughs> that's yeah, well, neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too close to home? Too close to home. <laughs> um, Let's pause and plug Michelle Wolf because <laughs> she's hilarious. She has a, if you don't know who know who Michelle Wolf is, um, oh. you might remember her from the White House Correspondents Dinner <laughs> a couple months ago, where um, also the person who invited her probably no longer has a job. Yeah. Because There's she no read everyone for filth. And let me just say on that note, if you, if someone is making jokes at you in a playful manner and you cannot laugh at yourself, yep. shame on you. Oh my God, those Republicans, they sat there stone faced, like, this is not oh funny. God. This bitch is not funny. That guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's a scene, there's a, a part where they cut to the audience, and, you know, they're, they're mixed up of like Democrats and Republicans, Fox News, CNN, all that stuff, yeah. um, MSNBC. And <laughs> you can see the guy mouth to his, his wife or his partner, and he goes, You know, you don't know, you don't have to laugh at everything. We were just like, <laughs> but it was funny. Oh my god, she was so funny. She was, and it was so uncomfortable. But she does Very. have a Netflix special, which everyone does laugh at. Yep, for the most part. I'm going to tell you, it is um, heinous and yep. it is offensive. So if you are easily offended. Don't on very it. touchy subjects, suggest not watching it. But if you love that shit, please go in and tune in. Just look for Michelle Wolf. She's like adorable, and she has. Uh, red curly hair and she'll talk about it a couple times in there but um, yeah yeah. so do yourself a solid if you need a really good laugh (laughs) she's (laughs) hysterical yeah some good one liners in there she's uh, what did she say at the end of her special Mm -hmm. if you want to say I'm gross if you want to say I'm disgusting fine I'm a gross disgusting bitch (laughs) (laughs) thank you all have a good night (laughs) have a good night (laughs) um uh What did I have to say? Um, Oh, I I wrote down your teens, 20s, 30s. Like, okay, so like in your teens, it's about being popular and it's about being liked. Right. Or at least in my in my in my experience, it was about being uh, liked and accepted. And I only found that in just a few people (laughs) uh, who I'm still friends with today. Find it in high school. That's for sure. Yeah. And then your 20s are for partying and have a lot of a lot of friends, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of friends okay. that m- don't mean that much to you. Right. <laughs> in all honesty. Are those called acquaintances? No. When you're in your 20s, those are your friends. Those are your friends that you Touché. will go out with. And when you get too hammered to like make it out safely, they're the ones who don't fucking care. And they go with they go home we'll and leave you stranded. Uh, your 30s are when you start to realize that you don't need 35 friends to hang out with. You only need a few good ones. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at good then you're progressing nice yeah like i don't i don't need ten thousand friends i just need um you know i don't know how many how many friends do i hang out with on a, on a normal basis one two three you kaylin my boyfriend Kristen. four that's it that's all i need i mean i had a lot of people at my birthday but those are the people that i like to spend time with on like celebrations and stuff but i don't hang out with them all the time mm-hmm. i don't know Mine but there's varies. also like people um i like friendships where um <clears throat> i've been friends with my friend Lindsay since i was in high school mm-hmm. middle school i have one of those like middle school like a long time ago mm-hmm. but even if we don't talk every single day when i go back home to like hang out it's like it never stopped yep and those are so important I have two of those from back home. One of them I know from 
oh god, tech school when I was a ripe old age of sixteen. Uh-huh. Oh god, fourteen years. Good gracious. I never thought I'd ever get to this point where I knew somebody for that long, other than my family, obviously. But like, first of all, she just had a baby. So cute. Congratulations, girl. Can't believe you actually procreated. But um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> she said the same thing. I also told her that I might cry on it. And she said, and I asked her if it was waterproof. She said, well, God, I hope so. It sat in my womb for nine months. Mm. I said, oh, well, there you go. But like, yeah, her and my other friend that I met in college, mm-hmm. that was what, 12 years ago. <laughs> um, I go back and I, we pick up, you know, we catch up and then we resume like it never, there was never a gap. And those yep. are the people you need to keep close to you. <clears throat> Absolutely. Those are the people that I will have in my wedding one day when I decide that I want to spend time with someone for longer than a month. <laughs> so. When you want to weave your thread into something new. Yes. A dress. <laughs> no, actually, I really want to make it into a um, middle of the night. Um, Blanche Devereaux, sit down with the girls, have some cheesecake and talk about life. Kaftan. And no, you do not get that from the NBC costuming department. You daft bitch. <laughs> I asked this a-whore here. I said, oh, my God, I wonder where she gets that from. And he goes, the costuming department. <laughs> what are you, my dad? Good God. That was not helpful. You asked. It's like the last place you look, that's where you'll find the thing you're looking for. Yes. Oh, thank God. Thank you so much. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. There was a comedian that said something like that one time. He's like, you're looking for your wallet. And somebody's like, oh, it's the last place. It's going to be the last place you look. No, they're like watching you find, like look for it. And you're like, have you found it yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a parallel universe, but I decided to hide it again. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, what is that thing about the door, the push door? You got to push. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, the next thing I was going to try was lifting it from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I, I think as you grow older, you start to realize the things that are important in your life and the people that possess the same qualities and beliefs that you do. And those are the people Absolutely. you need to keep with you because... I'm here for a good time, not a long time, and I don't need to spend it on people who are selfish or don't care about me. Yeah. You know, there's different ways to care about people, but like you need to be the person who decides for yourself what that meaningful way is, you know? Yeah. So. All right, well, that got deep. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot here. That happens. That's okay. We didn't have to go there, but we turned down that street, and now we live here. Um, surrounding yourself with like-minded people who make you laugh and feel loved is medicinal. I said what I said. I mean, I think we just addressed that previously. Yeah. It's accurate. These are the people that, you know, there's people that I go home. Or I really don't tell people I'm coming home. But like medicinal. Medicinal. Yeah. Makes you like walk away going, damn, I, I feel I mean, if you want to go and, you know, hit it, it'll, it'll, you know, you can do that too. That's medicinal. But, you know. Oh. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um. You know, these are people that you seek out. And, like, when I go home, there's very few people I want to talk to. You know, introversion does. I really don't want to say. Yeah. Like, the, there are people that, you know, I went to high school with who I, you know, they'll hit me up. They're like, yeah, okay. But there's other people that I really know everywhere. They're like, hey, let me know when you're home. Hmm. Probably not. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have those two. You were terrible to me in high school. Why yep. would I want to spend yep. minutes of my life that I will never get back? Yep. Drinking cheap beer and watching <laughs> trashy drag queens. When I Bless go them. home, here's a dollar. When I go home, uh, it, imagine me going home is like imagining like a celebrity going out. It's like uh, hiding from the paparazzi. Like, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. I don't want to look at you. Like hiding. I don't. There's. I just. Don't, I can't be bothered. That's my mom works in a school and she does the same thing. So she's like, we're grocery shopping and she's like, oh my god, we have to go somewhere else. I said, what? She goes. It's one of my students' parents. I really don't <laughs> want to talk to them. Just pretend like you're looking you at something. Leave. You know, I'm like, but mom, the cart's full. I don't care. I said <laughs> what I said. <laughs> but yeah, no, these are people that you know I, I seek out because they make me feel good. They make me feel safe. I don't feel uncomfortable. I don't feel like I have yeah. to prove anything because we've already been through that shitty point in our <laughs> life. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So keep those people close. Yeah. You know, if they drive you crazy, keep them. Yeah. That means that they love you, you know. That's a strong word. Use it very, very rarely because it does. Ha- it is such a loaded thing. Yeah. So people, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, you too. <laughs> do I say it? Very rarely. Yeah. But the people I do love, I do tell them because, you know, 
life happens and I would feel terrible not telling someone that I really did love that mm-hmm. I do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, something else I wrote down because it hit too close to home, oh, too close to home. It was too close to home <laughs> was just because things could have been different. Doesn't mean that they could have been better. Mm. I think about that a lot specifically. I try not to. I need to go. I honestly, I need to go see a therapist about this because it's still. You have to I'm pay for more than still an hour. Not okay. Is my Singapore trip because I beat myself up over it all the time because I'm like, had I not gone, I would still be here. I would still have my job at Universal. I would still be doing this. I would be doing that. Like. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it would have been a better choice. What ifs are g- will rip you apart and you can't do that to yourself? I know. But like... But what ifs are also a fun trick to play on yourself? Just to live in a moment of bliss that will, you know, leave you with what? Yeah. Emptiness, <laughs> bruh. Yeah. Leave you empty. Don't. Yeah. As much as you tell yourself not to do it. It's kind of fun and degrading to do it. Yeah, you know? I beat myself over, beat myself up over my Singapore trip because I look at it and I go, "Why did I ignore the warning signs that this was not a good decision?" Mm-hmm. Warning sign number one: my contract was supposed to start on a certain date, and they didn't send me flight information for said contract a week into the contract. I was a week late showing up because they just didn't get my shit together. So I arrived a week late. Warning sign number two. I get there and they were like, we're not sure if we want to sign you on because you're on anti-anxiety medication and we don't like that. And I was like, uh, well, I can still do my job and function as a normal human being. Like it doesn't do anything other than help me cope with it. And I was like, if it would make you feel better, I don't have to take it with me. I can leave my medication behind, whatever, whatever. Okay, we'll go ahead and let you keep your medication. We'll sign you on. Okay. Warning sign number three. They lost my luggage. <laughs> and I didn't get my luggage for three days into living in a, in a completely different country. Warning sign number four. Well, I the fact got, that you're in number four is a problem. I know. Warning sign number four. I got food poisoning two days into being there. <sighs> just one thing after another go veg man i know avoid that sh- i i should have been like you know what this is not for me i need to go home and peace out please don't tell me there's a number five i if i thought about it long enough i could probably come up with like oh, five but goodness. i was like danger i'm just gonna stick it out steven and it'll you be- and a manger girl <laughs> and then uh i got injured and they i i don't know how many times i've talked about this on the podcast but people who haven't heard um, I fell during a show, first five minutes of a 30-minute show, fell over a set piece that was in the wrong spot, broke my arm, cracked my uh, wrist and my elbow, got up, finished the remaining 25 minutes of the show, and then was out for 90-something days. And when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm healthy. I'm ready to go back to work. They are like, you've been terminated. Here's your letter, and you're going home. And I was like, oh. Well, By the go. way, you don't have a job anyway. I'll just go fuck myself. Okay, cool. Thanks. Mahalo. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to send me back to Texas. They told me, they were like, we have to send you back to your city of origin. And I was like, my city of origin is Orlando, and I don't have a job, and I don't have a place to live. I don't have anything. So send me back to Texas. So that took like a two-day like negotiation for them to be like, okay, fine. We'll send you back to your parents. And then the person who booked said flight was out for vengeance <laughs> because they were like, instead of sending you from Singapore to Texas, we're going to send you from Singapore to Hong Kong, from Hong Kong to L.A., from L.A. to Chicago and Chicago to Texas. I was in the air for like 30 hours. Ridiculous. Well, but you got, hopefully got some good to sleep in. No, I can't sleep on I can't sleep in public. Never. I've never been able to sleep. Do you want book. my problem where I fall asleep anywhere? <laughs> yeah. I told I'd leave a sign on me sometimes that says, wake me up with a drink. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Sir. You're asleep. Hello? Pinch me. But only in the... Never mind. Okay. 
But yeah, sometimes I think about that because I'm like, what if I had not gone? What if I did go and then read the warning signs and I was like, you know what? I should probably dip because my job at Universal was on hold for like a month. So I had a month to be living there to be like, you know what? I should probably go. And I was still been able to keep my job, but that didn't happen. And so I beat myself up over, over it all the time. I'm like, what if I didn't go? I'd still be doing this and I'd still have this and I'd still do this. But then on the flip side, I may not have needed to move. I might be living with the same people. I might we not be here. know you. I we wouldn't we be wouldn't. drinking in a closet, man. <laughs> yeah, that's you the flip side that to shirt it. Where I can totally see your nip staring me in the face, man. I, you know what? I'm going into 2020 with body positivity. I'm wearing a shirt you can see through. Do I have? Do no. I have the the Adonis body? No. Does it matter? No. No. Because you know what's sexy? Confidence. Mm-hmm. And nips. Yeah. Not true. Not everyone has. Not same. everybody. No. no not Some people have nips that look like rubber pen, like rubber <laughs> erasers on a pencil. Some people have nips that look like you should put it in the oven for 300, at 350 with some Ew. cheese and some sauce on it. Ew. Like a garlic knot? <laughs> like a fucking pizza. Ew. Oh, like a pepperoni nip. Uh, that's different. Ew. This one covers your whole booby. Ew. Yeah, I've seen people with nipples the size of I'm the size of like th- dinner plates. Guys, I'm sorry if this is you. <laughs> we love everybody, but y'all, the human body is weird. It Let's is not weird. even talk about other body parts that are different. Ah. Okay, Harry Potter. What? Um, what? Michelle Wolf when she was talking about. Oh. <laughs> when she was talking about dicks. Okay, we're well, y'all need to watch it. Let us know <laughs> when you get to the part about the witch's finger. <laughs> Uh, that's all we're gonna that's say. That's all we're gonna say because right. it's not Harry our Potter. comedy special. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, we talked about nipples. That was not on the agenda. That took a hard turn, but it's fine. Um. Do you want to do the beauty tip of the week? I do. Let's see. It is. Hmm. It's a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. People always think a caterpillar turning into a butterfly means they go in a cocoon and slap on a pair of wings. Well, in actuality, it has to dissolve into a pile of goo, true story, and recreate itself. So if you feel like a failure, or a puddle of goo, whichever, and you're a mess, wrapped up in blankets, keep going. Keep going, girl. Mm -hmm. You'll get there. You got this. You got this. You got this, Travis. Make them wait for it. Yes. I was building up the Antissa. Patient. <laughs> all right, Rocky Horror. Uh, that's all I got for this week. Uh, I think that's all I got, too. Patient. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time. <laughs> next Bing. time we will be uh, in 2020. Well, something, something roaring 20s. Uh, and we're going to be talking like this because we're in the 20s. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, what you come from? <laughs> no. Oh, a good man is hard to find. But a hard man is good to find. What is that? Roaring Twenties by Panic the Disco. Educate yourself, oh. you uncultured swine. Okay, I was like, I don't... Jeez. I didn't know you were going to play mu- uh, music in the middle Neither of this, did but. I, but now okay. we did, okay? So listen to the song. It's called Roaring Twenties, and it's actually pretty sexy. Okay. So. Well... Uh, on that note, this is the last of 2018. Is it? 19. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't even know what Ooh, year it is. All right. It? No, because I was thinking, I was like, when did we start this podcast? Was it in 2018 or 19? It was 18. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is the last podcast of 2019. And we're going to go into the roaring 20s. Okay. Anyways. So to that we say... Be nice to one another. Or at the very least, be cordial. Yes. Okay, well, until next time. Bye. Bye. Patient.